0: hello and welcome to dfs coach talk it is sunday december 27th 2020 i'm andrew hansen alongside shane caldwell and this is our week 16 primetime podcast and shane we've just crossed the midnight hour here on the east coast so it is officially game day are you ready to rock and roll yeah,
1: we're ready for a nice nice primetime slate here. We're pretty excited about the Sunday night game. Monday night game, I'm not quite sure about it yet, we'll, we'll, but we're going to break it down. But the Sunday night game is looking very interesting. May, maybe a potential you know, chance of being a Super Bowl preview. You never know. If these teams could get hot, they do have the potential there. So, yeah, we got some good games and some really big superstars to talk about here.
0: Yeah, we really do. And speaking of primetime games, you know, if it's anything like this Saturday night game that just finished up, with Miami and the Raiders, then I'm I'm all for it. That was an incredible finish. Ryan Fitzpatrick led three scoring drives in the last five minutes of that game. It was just back and forth with crazy play after crazy play, and then the decision by the Raiders not to take that touchdown. I, I just uh, I just didn't agree with that. I like the idea of running the clock down, but you're you're allowing Miami to come down and win the game with a field goal. You got to get that touchdown and make them. You know score a touchdown with a minute to go um so man the raiders are going to be kicking themselves that was jacobs that right that was jacobs you know, you know
1: jacobs i don't know he might he might have off offseason home near todd gurley and you know he still remembers todd gurley <laughs> scoring the game losing touchdown against my lions and you know he, you know he, he was a little nervous about that but you know if you can't run the clock out completely then just get the touchdown you could have go for you could go for two and go up by seven. So yeah, bad decision. Yeah,
0: I like the idea to take the knee on second down, but on third down, you punch it in with a minute to go and and make Fitzpatrick score a touchdown. So, in any event, um, our our lineup for our members' cast the the hybrid there on the three game slate. So well, let's get let's get building towards another winning lineup here with the two game slate, and we'll go with the Sunday night game and then Monday night. Um, break this debt. Break the matchups down. Uh, help you prepare for your showdown lineups as well. But we're going to look primarily at the two-game pricing. Um, So let's start with game one, Uh, Titans and Packers. And the over-under is 54, much higher than the Monday night game. Packers are three-point favorites on betus.com.pa, our presenting sponsor. And Shane, why don't you give us the weather report here? Because that could be an issue on Sunday night. Yeah, I was
1: taking a look at, you know, it's we're getting into late December in, in Green Bay, so it's weather time for Green Bay. They they like it. You know, that's why they they're going for this home, home field advantage here. But, uh, yeah, it's looking like you're going to have some snow, maybe two to four inches in the afternoon and evening uh, in Green Bay. Uh, you're going to have wind chills probably around, you know, 15 to 17 degrees, which is pretty normal this time of year, pretty cold. And you got a chance of some fog to set in maybe towards the end of the game. And just the thought is if if we're trying to get a shootout environment here, if a little bit of fog sets in, is that going to affect some of the passing game, deep passing game, that type of thing? And again, we can't really determine that yet. Maybe we'll try to get a report closer to game time. But I just want to mention that this is obviously like the highest over under of like all the games this week. And it's looking like a great, you know, two juggernaut offenses, but that weather could put a damper on it. We're already expecting a heavy workload from both running, both stud running backs here. Uh, It's just, that could be even more of a factor here with this fog and, you know, kind of the really cold weather and a little bit windy as well and some snow. So I'm just looking at all those factors.
0: Yeah, absolutely. So, uh, you know, as we build lineups for our members, that's what we'll do. We'll build our lineup with the idea that there won't be a fog issue, uh, but then we'll look and watch the Live coverage before the game. Look at the beat reporters' uh, information and, and strategize about uh, whether that will impact the passing game because a heavy fog, you know, makes it difficult to throw the ball down the field and ha- you know have Aaron Rodgers, um, you know, hit uh, Devonte Adams at all on, on big passes. So um, we'll adjust a- if we need to. But let's uh, let's start with the Tennessee t- side as we usually do. The, the visiting team. And, you know, Derrick Henry, 321 yards away from 2,000 with two games to go. Uh, What do you think? Is it time to feed him here again and expect well over 100 yards and at least one touchdown?
1: Yeah, I mean, Green Bay is pretty much, you know, leaning towards their defense, leaning towards a run funnel defense. You really want to run at them and attack them because, you know, they have uh, Z'Darrius Smith and Preston Smith. It's a great pass rush, and they have decent cover corners and decent safeties. So you can pass on them, but if you have to choose and you have a running game like they do, you would rather run on them. So it's a borderline run funnel defense is what I call it, and it just so happens that's the strength of the Tennessee Titans and especially in cold-weather games where defenses are starting to get worn out. Um, And, yeah, Derrick Henry strikes me as the type of guy – who it means a lot to him to be able to get to this 2,000-yard mark. It's a rare mark for a running back nowadays to be able to get 2,000 rushing yards on the ground, and they already want to feed him anyways. And, of course, you you might want to keep keep the ball out of the hands of that Hall of Fame quarterback on the other side in Aaron Rodgers. So it sounds like a pretty good strategy to me. So, yeah, I, I, don't, I don't see any reason why they can't be approaching 30 carries for Derrick Henry, and we know the type of work he can do. I'd say Green Bay has been a little bit better against the run lately. They're more respectable, but again, they haven't faced Derrick Henry in, the, in this, this uh, uh, you know, rushing attack either. So it's definitely pretty much a, man, a mandatory Derrick Henry. The tricky part, he get, he's very expensive, which he should be, and it gets difficult for roster construction if you're trying to fit both stud running backs here. But, yeah, I think you got to start everything with Derrick Henry in this, in this lineup here. Um,
0: are you in the same page there? And then my other question, are you I- looking at the passing game for Tennessee at all? Well, I'm, I'm on Derrick Henry, especially on DraftKings at 8500 very fair price. He's way more expensive on FanDuel at 10400 I mean, that's extreme. Um, so it actually does make it tough to fill out the roster the way you want. You've got to make some sacrifices, and that's different on FanDuel than what we've had in some of these other primetime slates recently, where you can fit in whoever you want and have plenty of money left over. So uh, you're going to have to make some decisions on this slate on FanDuel, but... With my first lineup, he will be in there, and we'll just have to find a way to fill out the lineup. In terms of the passing game for the for the Titans, you know, maybe a one off. This isn't really what I want to target, especially if I'm going to invest in Henry. Um, I found it interesting that in the last game, Tennessee didn't have any wide receivers who made catches other than a j. brown and and Davis. So, you got to look at the tight ends as a potential value play. We know that, t- that Tennessee, in, in addition to wanting to run the ball, they love to use their tight ends. So Jonu Smith and Ferkser are both at reasonable prices, and this is not a great slate for tight ends. So no. to me, that's one way you can save is is punt that position, go with Jonu Smith or uh, the, the The difference in price could determine which one you go with, and hope for three catches, 45 yards, maybe a touchdown. Um, So that's what I'm thinking about. Very, very light on the the Titans' passing game, if at all. Yeah, I like Jonu Smith there just because it seems like
1: he's finally getting healthy. He's he's missed some games. He's had kind of a rough year, but he's just a big physical specimen. You know, I like those guys that they throw the little screen passes in the cold weather and just let them go punish people. And that's the type of player Jonu Smith is. I mean, he's kind of like you know, similar to what Derrick Henry does, get the guy moving in space and let him just go attack. So I could see them doing some of those screens for John who Smith here, just because Henry's not really that dynamic in the passing game mostly. So you can get the tight ends involved. And then, uh, yeah, I like AJ Brown. If, if AJ Brown can avoid uh, Jair Alexander, it looks like they'll probably play sides. I don't think there's because you have to respect Corey Davis enough where you're not just going to follow around AJ Brown around the formation. So, if AJ Brown can get uh, coverage on, uh, you know, King, the other the other corner there, uh, you know that there's, you know, avoiding Jay Alexander and and the way uh, Brown's a big physical type wide receiver again in these type of cold weather games, I kind of like his skill set in this game. Uh, and then there's a scenario where if Green Bay does go up on him, which Green Bay is you know favored here by three and a half points, uh, Tannehill might have to pass a little more too. So Tannehill could get there. He's been running a little bit lately. And he's certainly uh, he's certainly proficient in the passing game and you can pass on Green Bay. Not a great matchup. But Tannehill could get there if you were looking for a value quarterback. But I know it's really hard to fade some of these other stud quarterbacks on this uh, primetime slate here. So that's what we're looking at for the Tennessee game. But, yeah, be curious to see how many carries they're going to give Derrick Henry and if he can get, you know, he can narrow that down
0: for that 2000 yard rushing mark here. Yeah, I think he certainly will. Yeah. Um... How about on the on the Green Bay side? I'm really interested in this passing game. Uh the Titans are 29th this year in terms of pass yardage allowed. You know, we've talked in on recent shows about how they've really been lit up by the likes of Baker Mayfield. Remember when he just torched them in the first half? So, yeah. you know, Rodgers certainly set to, set to do that. I like the idea of pairing him with Devontae Adams and or Alan Lazard, who's who's too cheap, I think. Are you ready to stack that passing game as well? You know, I don't think I'm going to stack it as much. I mean, you have to get
1: some exposure here. Um, but, you know, the Titans, you know, they're getting a, a Dory Jackson back. If you look at some of the matchup charts, he's not listed on there. And he's their best cover corner. So if he can come back and maybe this week is a second week back, he gets more uh, a larger snap share. That's another good corner. And then they got Desmond, Desmond King uh, from uh, uh, Chargers, right, in that trade. Uh, so my what I'm getting at is I think Tennessee's a little bit improved as they head into this playoff push here in the playoffs in terms of against the pass. They know that's their weakness. So if Adoree Jackson's playing well, they can get a little bit of pass rush and a King and, you know, the other corners. And, uh, and then, uh, of course, they have Malcolm Butler. So I'm saying that their secondary might be a little bit improved here. Um, obviously, I'm still interested in Devontae Adams because if they think Malcolm Butler's going to shadow him and cover him. That's just, you know, Malcolm Butler's been getting lit up uh, lately in that assignment. So um, so I like Devontae Adams. Again, it's going to come down to price. Can you afford him? But I think uh, you get a little bit of recency bias. Uh, uh, Devontae Adams had a disappointing, uh, a rare disappointing performance last week here. I was just pulling up a performance. Yeah, seven for 42 yards is obviously very disappointing for him in what was supposed to be a good matchup against Carolina. So I think you can fire up Devontae Adams. I, I do think, obviously, Aaron Rodgers would be the number one owned running be- or, or quarterback here for good reason. But I do think that Aaron Jones is a priority for me. Anytime that, you know, Jamal Williams is, is doubtful. So most likely if he's confirmed out, Aaron Jones w- will get work in the passing game. And obviously in the running game, you've seen how explosive he is. And uh, Titans are decent against the run, but I think he's still gonna just, you know, get in space and make a lot of plays here. Uh, so I like Aaron Jones here as well. Again, I know it's hard to afford these expensive guys. And then I like Robert Tungin as well. There's not very many tight ends. He's looking like a great, uh, great position here you know, they don't really have any other pass catching tight end, you know, Jay Sternberger's out for this game. And, you know, he catches a couple balls here and there. So you don't have to worry about that. And Tongan just seems to be very consistent and really good. And he's a big red zone target. So, so I really like all these guys. It's just, again, I have to mention the roster construction because like on FanDuel, these guys are all very expensive. Um, you have to prioritize which one you want. I really like, I would probably prioritize prioritize Aaron Jones than Devontae Adams, but can you get those guys all in there and have have Aaron Rodgers is the question.
0: Yeah, exactly. On on DraftKings, I think you can. On FanDuel it, it is much tougher. Right now I'm leaning towards making sure I have Rodgers to Adams, that stack. I mean, they can't go more than a week without at least one touchdown. Yeah, it's and like mandatory. Right, it's mandatory. Yeah. And <laughs> you know, Tennessee has been awful this year against wide receivers. You know, to your point if everyone's healthy, they could be better here, but not, not good enough to stop Devontae Adams. So me to me, it's really all about the weather. You know, If we get clear weather, I'm going to stack those guys. If not, I'll, I'll think twice about it. But I do want to follow up again and, and, and mention that Lazard is way too cheap on DraftKings at 3900 because he's been talking about coming back from injury. That core muscle issue really put a damper on his production, but he got five for 56 last week. Uh, MVS didn't even get a catch, only one target. So Lazard's obviously healthy. You can beat Titans in the slot. So I, I like uh, like Lazard, and with Tunyon, you mentioned his consistency. He's had five straight weeks with a touchdown catch.
1: Mm-hmm. I mean,
0: he's like Adams' consistency. Consistency. So um, you know, he's certainly the best tight end on this slate, most consistent, but he's the most expensive. So that's a, that's a tough decision to make. Uh, what to do with him? So. All right, uh, before we get to Game 2, Shane, we've got to share this tremendous offer. If you haven't heard it yet, we're almost at the end of December. So jump in now and take advantage of this awesome offer from BetUS. Check it out now.
2: Listen up, sports bettors. It's go time, so put down the beer and make every sporting event more exciting by putting stakes on the line. Earn bragging rights over friends as you rake in the cash from each week's betting action. But don't settle for any other book. Choose America's favorite sports book with over 25 trusted years in the industry. You need a sports book with integrity and longevity, and most importantly, a sports book that pays. BetUS has your game with action on football, baseball, and basketball, MMA, golf, horses, and even esports. No other sports book welcomes newcomers like BetUS with their jaw dropping sign up bonuses. No other sportsbook in the industry is committed to their users like BetUS. So sign up now and get on the winning side of the ball.
0: Welcome back, and thank you to BetUS for setting that up for our listeners. And it's not too good to be true, even though it sounds like it is. $149 at BetUS. You get to use that to bet on the games. And you get a free, full membership with us all the way until April 1st. Full access to all of our lineups and all of our sports. Football, basketball, baseball, and golf. Can't beat it, so, so jump in with us. What we do for football in terms of lineups, on the main slate, we give out a full GPP and a full uh, cash lineup on FanDuel. We give out the coaches clipboard on DraftKings with our core plays and pivots. And then on these primetime slates, we give you, again, full cash lineup, full GPP on FanDuel uh, for the two-game slate and each of the one-game showdowns. So it's uh, it's a lot of fun. We've got you covered for every slate. Uh, jump in with us uh, at BetUS. All the details are, again, on the bottom of the screen if you're watching on YouTube. Uh, so if you have any questions, just reach out to us on Twitter, at DFS Talk. While you're at it, you can follow Shane at D-E-T Sports Shane. You can find me at Language Olympic, And you can find the coach at J-O-E-S-A-R-V-A-D-I. All right, Shane, let's get to game two. We've got the Bills and Patriots Monday night at 8:15. The Bills gonna win the division, and uh, the Patriots are gonna be home for the playoffs. It's uh, it's a unique scenario, and the Bills are seven point favorites on BetUS over under 46. So we're expecting a lower score, bit of an ugly game. Um, you know, just n- not expecting the output that we're gonna get in the first game unless weather gets in the way. So. How do you sort this one out? What are you looking for?
1: Yeah, I mean, these New England team, New England games are always difficult in terms of breaking them down for fantasy production because, of course, uh, you know, Cam Newton's been pretty inconsistent and mostly really bad all year, and that ties into the production of his w- other wide receivers who aren't great. And then Cam Newton takes away a little bit from the running backs in terms of rushing yards and goal line production, and then they like to run out of committee. So overall, yeah, New England – not someone we target. And they also are good at game planning on defense. They have pretty good personnel, especially in the back end. So they can really game plan to take away opposing uh, teams, top, top, you know, wide receivers or tight ends, for example. Um, so that's why New England games are always difficult, you know, <laughs> to break down for this type of thing. But I mean, Buffalo is pretty hot right now. I think that uh, the big news for me was Stefan Gilmore being out for the rest of the year. New England doesn't really have anything to play for. I mean, not that they're just going to roll over, but with him being out, that does change things. Now they actually they still have really good cover corners and great safeties, but overall they're not going to be shutting teams down as much. So I think you can take a look at Stephon Diggs here, who's been a you know n- one of the top receivers all year, and the fact that he's not the deal with Stephon Gilmore, uh, I think that bodes well for him. Uh, New England doesn't really scare me for their pass rush. So I think Josh Allen can produce here. So if you want a contrarian stack, because obviously, the like you said, the Aaron Rodgers to Devontae Adams stack is the safest, probably the best play on the board. But everyone knows that is the problem, right? So if you're trying to get different in a GPP, then I think Josh Allen to Stefan Diggs. And, uh, you know, you can even sprinkle in uh, the guy we were talking about before the podcast, which is kind of sneaky right now because I didn't realize he was even returning at first is John Brown. Um, If John Brown is he's designated for return and if they do activate him on Sunday for for the Monday night game, then John Brown's in play because he's been practicing and he's coming off an injury and he's going to go back to his usual role here. So it's not a great matchup, but he's at pretty much minimal price on both sites near minimal price. So you could have a nice contrarian stack there with Josh Allen and Stefan Diggs and John Brown, and you could sprinkle in some Beasley if you want, but be- Beasley hasn't done well against New England. Um, and then in the running game, I like Zach Moss. I just prefer Zach Moss as we get into the later years. They, I mean, or the later later in the year, they play in Buffalo. They play in these cold game environments. They're going to be up in New England. And these cold games is where you start using your big power back and not as much your small little quick back like Singletary. So Zach Moss is getting the most, you know, production in the run game. Buffalo knows that, and going into the playoffs, they have to be more balanced. They can't be one-dimensional. So they are trying to establish the run. You're seeing that, and you're seeing Zach Moss be more productive each week. In New England, you can exploit them big time uh, through through their running game. They're not very stout up front, and, you know, they, they're a little bit harder to pass on. So, again, I like Zach Moss here, and he's cheap as well. Um, so you got a couple value plays there in John Brown and Zach Moss, and then you got your big guys in Josh Allen and Diggs that you could certainly go to for this game um, because you can't play every single Green Bay top guy and every single Tennessee guy, right? You got to, if you're playing a two-game slate at least, right? And you got to think about the showdown. So I would prioritize those guys, you know, for Buffalo here.
0: Yeah, I like the cheaper guys that you mentioned. I like Moss here, good price, only 4200 really helps you build out the rest of your lineup. And it is a really good matchup on the ground against New England. And he he had five more carries in Singletary in the last game. And uh, part of that work from Singletary was in mop-up duty in the blowout against uh, Denver. Um, and with John Brown, I mean, he is, minimum price, 3000 on DraftKings. You know, that's just sort of a placeholder with the IR designation whenever this slate was posted. But if he's out there, there's another good way uh, to afford the stud you want in the first game is, is to play him. So I like that option. Um, let's, let's turn the page to the Patriots side and let me start with an idea here because, you know, you mentioned the Allen to Diggs as a GPP stack, lower owned, certainly will be. How about going one more step? Okay. How Mm -hmm. about Cam Newton to Jacoby Myers? That's not going to be very highly owned. And here's the thing. Um, if there's a weather situation with the Titans and Packers, and it doesn't look like a ceiling game for Rodgers. On DraftKings, I'm going to make one lineup with Cam Newton because he's only 5100, so he's 2400 dollars cheaper than Aaron Rodgers. And you know, if he's going to start and play the game, it, you know, so if as long as we don't hear any news to the contrary, he had 19 fantasy points against the Bills the first time out. He threw for 174. He ran for almost 60. Ran for a touchdown. So. I mean, he can smash the value of 5,100 against the Bills who, you know, aren't that great against the run. So, and, and, you know, then you look at Jacoby Myers, he's really cheap, 4,800 on DraftKings. Uh, Back in week eight, when these two teams played, he had six catches for 58. I mean, that was the main target for Newton. And for weeks now, Myers has been the only guy he can connect with, with any sort of consistency or production. So... You could go there for a very unique GPP stack. Uh, I have a feeling that would make you uncomfortable. Uh, but what are well, your thoughts I on mean, that and the it, rest of the Patriots? Here's the thing: if you're talking the you're talking the two game slate,
1: which includes the 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 the, the juggernaut game, Tennessee and Green Bay everyone's going to go to Aaron Rodgers. Everyone's going to stack that. Everyone's going to play Henry, right? So it's a way you can get different. We're talking about big, you know, mass GPPs. You're trying to get, you can get a quarterback who potentially could have a decent game at what, I don't know, 5% ownership, somewhere around there, right? Which is hard to do on like a two, you know, a two game slate here. So I think it is doable. If you look at the narrative with Cam Newton, he has a lot to play for because people are basically saying he's done and he's garbage. And he's saying, no, I'm not done. I still want to play. And he has a lot to play for. He's going to go out there and be aggressive. Maybe he can actually get the passing game going and then still get some work on the ground. It just seems like his work on the ground hasn't been as effective. You know, it's like they figured out, you know, that that goal line play or something, you know, and they haven't been that creative outside of it. But Cam Newton could get it done. He, he's, he's, he's got, you know – He's going to play, I think, uh, with reckless and abandonment. I think he's just going to sling the ball around, which is probably good. It could be ugly, but it also could get fantasy production because, I mean, he's got to try to do something. He's kind of playing for his career here. Um, So that's the nice thing about him is that he might have some upside here and no one's going to really play him because everyone's going to be wanting to get on Aaron Rodgers or Josh Allen, you know, two guys that are like, you know, borderline MVP candidates this year. You know, so, yeah, so I think it's good sometimes to look at that, especially if you're playing multiple lineups.
0: Yeah, and, and the savings on DraftKings is bigger than FanDuel, so I, I do like it more there. What about the rest of the Patriots? Uh, we've got Damian Harris, questionable, but with an ankle. Uh, and then Sonny Michelle who stepped up a little bit last week, 10 carries for 74 yards. You can run on Buffalo a little bit. Would you consider one of those guys? Yeah, I,
1: I like the the New England running game. Uh, you know, especially again in the cold weather, Buffalo, you can definitely run on them easier than passing on them. Uh, and I, I think that the news with Damian Harris, if he's if he's out, if we can get some kind of confirmation, you know, uh, before the Sunday night game kicks off, for example, that would look good if they rule Damian Harris out or if he gets moved to doubtful or something like that. Uh, I would feel better with Sony Michelle at that point. But with Sony Michelle, he's not shown. You know, he's looking better than he has. He looks like he's finally probably healthy. But if he's splitting with Damian Harris, then it just splits him up. These guys aren't enough productive where we can have a committee of you know two or three guys, including James White, in there. Uh, so I I could take a look at Sony Michelle, but I'm only comfortable probably if I can figure out if James Harris is out or Damian Harris is out. And then I like J- James White. You could take a look at him on DraftKings, of course, because the game script plays out. They're pretty big underdogs, and they should have to pass the ball, and maybe Cam Newton actually actually comes to his senses and actually checks the ball down to James White. I know that he did start a doing that. A lot yeah, to expect. Yeah, I know. It's It seems like, well, you don't know, though. They might bring in, you know, Jared Stenham or something like that who actually would check down to James White. So I'm just saying James White could get there on DK. I would probably prefer him more on DK. I probably wouldn't mess with him on FanDuel because he's not getting many rushing attempts, you know, and not much goal line work. Uh, but yeah, so that's the other guy that's kind of just haven't, hasn't done much, but he's he could be due for a breakout against Buffalo here.
0: Yep, agreed. Uh, well said. And then not really interested in the other wide receivers or the tight ends. Uh, these guys uh, really haven't done much. Asiasi, Asi, two targets, no receptions this year. And then Dalton Keene, only two, two receptions. I mean, that would be an extreme punt if you wanted to go with one of those two guys. It is a good matchup against the Bills with tight ends, but they haven't done anything. So it would be a real leap to go with one of those guys, especially with Cam Newton under center. So um, I agree. So any other thoughts here on on game two? No, I mean, Demir Bird is,
1: you know, 3,300 on DK. I don't love him, but let's say Cam Newton did wake up and actually start, like, throwing accurate passes and those type of things, you know, then maybe Demir Bird could get there. It'd be interesting if you played – Demir Bird, let's say he got the job done, and then John Brown at minimal price. Then you could just load up on all the other studs at the other positions. Right. So that'd be kind of interesting there. You could stack those, uh, those uh, pump play uh, wide receivers for this game and, and go from there. That'd be kind of fun. Absolutely.
0: Yeah. Well, speaking of fun, uh, we are going to continue to work on building winning lineups here this weekend for our members. Uh, so uh, invite you to come in and join us. In addition to that BetUS option, uh, you can join without it if you're not interested in the sports betting side. If you just want the DFS lineups, then join us on our website, dfscoachtalk.com, and grab the week, the month, or the winter membership. Uh, same thing. That'll get you all the way till April 1st, and uh, we, we'd love to have you. Uh, if you could, on YouTube, hit the like button, hit subscribe, uh, hit the alert, so you know when our podcast posts, we've been doing about five NFL podcasts per week. We're now doing five NBA podcasts per week on YouTube and wherever else podcasts can be found. We're also doing uh, two NBA podcasts a week, uh, exclusive for our members in Discord. So we do seven podcasts a week in the NBA. We cover every slate. Same thing with the lineups on FanDuel, Cash Lineup, GPP, Coach's Clipboard on DraftKings. So that should cover it. Um, appreciate all your support. Make sure you check out our main slate podcast this week if you haven't already for uh the main slate quarterback show running back show and wide receiver tight end great job Shane as always on behalf of Mr. Caldwell and the rest of the DFS coach talk team I'm Andrew Hansen, and we'll see you next time as we look to crush it in DFS